this is it. We're back. Thank you for joining us and welcome to season two of Potty Training Podcast. He is Jonathan Griffiths. And he is Lloyd Hollett. I am so excited just hearing those words. How are you, mate? I've missed you. <laughs> I've missed you so much. How are you? I've divorced the wife. It's just you and me now. Thank God. That was the, that was my plan all along. So it's all come to fruition. All this potty training podcast has just been a massive ruse, um, but it's worked. You've fallen into my trap. Um, yeah, no, I've been really, really excited. And actually, I'm glad that you're now saying my name at the start because it's a lot easier to say Lloyd Hollett for me. Oh, well, there you go. Best of both worlds, mate. No, no um, S's, no F's. No, no, no. Can't say fairer than that then. <laughs> I can't say much, mate, to be honest with this list. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, look, welcome to season two. Um, firstly, we should address all of you guys that are listening and just thank you so much because the response that we've had, and, and Lloyd, you'll agree with this, it's just been a bit insane, hasn't it? Really crazy. And not just guys, I'm amazed and overwhelmed and delighted. The statistics that we have, we have this little app that tells us who's listening and the general age range and the sex. We have a lot of women listening, which is brilliant, mm. women and girls. And we've had so many messages from not only men, current dads, men who are about to be dads, but from mothers who said, oh my goodness me, this is so important. I listen to this podcast. It's helped me prepare. Uh, I, I've told my partner to listen to this, my husband to listen to this, and it's helped them get more relaxed and get rid of their anxiety and worries and fears and concerns. So the fact that we're appealing to such a diverse range of people is, uh, it means the world to both of us. Yeah, it really, really does. So keep your comments coming because that really does G us on and make us want to make this even better and, and work hard. And, and season two, we've got some great things planned. So um, really looking forward to it. But Lloyd, I'm going to start with a little bit of a whinge, if that's all right. Oh, well, it wouldn't be a, a potty training podcast if you didn't have a moan, mate. <laughs> and it's not about Logan this time, but because we've done all this in lockdown, and I've had a few people now talk to me who have listened to the podcast and they've said, oh, you know, it's made me really realize how lucky I was because they were able to go to the scans for their children and they were even, you know, there for the birth. And I've had a few people sort of contact say, I've not been able to go to the scans. I'm not even allowed to, you know, I've been able to be at the birth and then I've had to bugger off and I get kicked out of the hospital. And it made me really think about, again, the pressure that, that I felt going through the preparation for for Logan and being told you know you must have skin to skin contact you need to be there when they're first born you need to have that bonding experience immediately and I just thought again all these poor dads that have had that and then haven't been able to be there they're going to feel really stressed and that's completely wrong and I just wanted to sort of start off by saying right guys you don't feel that is is super important I never had skin to skin contact with Logan but I've got a great relationship with him and yeah, I just wanted to stress that. Do you know what I mean? Is that is that fair? No, it's totally fair. And and like these are weird circumstances that we're in, and it's it's crazy when you think that what what has only ever been the norm uh, has just been thrown out the window because of no reason apart from the pandemic. But no, you you can't feel bad about um, what we're being forced to do at the moment. And but you can't. No, no, it's um, it's it's out of our hands. And I spoke to a mate of mine and his, his, um, he's got a friend who's, whose partner has just given birth and she's had to stay in hospital for quite a while. And this poor guy hasn't had a chance to go and see his child. And so what I was trying to reassure him was that actually it takes time. The bond isn't built because you have skin to skin. The bond isn't built because you spend those first two weeks with the baby. Because otherwise adoption would just be completely thrown out because you, 
stop adoption because you're never going to have a bond with the child. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And we're going to talk about adoption in this season. We've got um, a guest coming on to talk about it. But this stuff all takes time and effort and hard work. It doesn't happen like that because you've had a bit of skin-to-skin contact. So if you're listening and you're wanting the lockdown dads, um, believe me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't feel guilty. Just get on it as soon as you can. Um, I must say a congratulations to a listener. Um, he's a very good friend of mine, um, Andrew, and he's he's become a dad in, in literally the last few days. So he's probably the newest dad that I know. Um, he's become dad to the gorgeous Anna Isabel, um, which is a beautiful name. And, um, and Lloyd, I spoke to him on The Blower. And I, if it's all right with you, I'm going to play a little clip now of, of Andrew and how he's finding things. Looking forward to this. Hey, mate. Um, congratulations. How are you feeling? Emotionally exhausted, wrangled, uh, or mangled, one or the other. I'm not quite sure which. Uh, it's been a heck of a journey, I've got to say. Um, so it's all been a bit surreal on the whole. But yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I'm getting a bit more sleep than I was expecting to. Being a dad for a few days, uh, what's been your um, sort of favourite moment? My favourite moment is probably just getting her in the door. I mean, she was really sensitive in the hospital for... Um, you know, for every noise and everything, every bit of sound that there was. When we got her home, an hour later, she was still asleep. And it was just, it just, it's the longest time I'd spent with her. And, and it was like, welcome. But you know what, you know, this little ball of perfection that you invite into your home, uh, I, I ruined her. I broke her within like, with like 24 hours. Uh, because I was, I, in fact, inspired by, I kind of blame you a little bit because you, you on uh, one of your body training episodes, um, you said that you'd heard some guy doing some songs and it, one was a poo song. And I thought, this is great. I'm going to invent a poo song. So I came up with this little song, which was like, one, two, have you done a poo? Three, four, let's be sure. Five, six, better check your bits. <laughs> Seven, eight, what a state. Nine, ten, change your nappy again. That was the thing, right? It was, it was all good. So we were doing this. But by the second time I was doing it, I found myself unconsciously going, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> oh, no. I put in the earworm of the Nightmare of Elm Street horror tune into my daughter's head. And she's not been in the door for 24 hours. Brilliant. That's amazing. And congratulations to Andrew, who was surprised as anyone else, particularly considering he's not seen his wife in 24 months. So uh, <laughs> there you go. So what are we talking about tonight, Johnny boy? So, Lloyd, we are going to sort of start where we left off a little bit um, at the end of season one. We're going to talk about the first few months um, and go back to that. And, and you've already sort of mentioned, we mentioned season two at the very start. We're going to have a split of guests and, and us this time. Um, so today we're going to talk about that first few months. So cast your mind back, mate. Mm. Um, so the first few hazy days have gone. You've sort of started to settle in. You, you know, you're probably back at work. And, and I suddenly thought when I was thinking about this, I was thinking... It really struck me back at this time. I'd never thought about parenting in this in this way before, but it struck me when we brought Logan home that actually the harsh reality of it is that from the moment you get this little person in your life, what you're doing is preparing them to be ready to leave. Mm. And it kind of killed me when I realized that, but it's so true. You know, everything from that day one is going, right, I'm going to help you, you know, keep you alive, obviously, but I'm going to help you get ready 
to be the person that can walk out of this house the best possible version of yourself. I've never never thought of it like that. I'm going to start crying now. Now I'm thinking of it like that. You're absolutely right. It's uh, and it's 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 crazy because it's it's such a it's like a taking a piece of fragile china glass home with you that you don't want to break, and you want to make sure it's it's perfectly safe and protected and you know free from any illnesses or disease or or harm or nastiness or evil in the world, and um, yeah, that's that's generally what goes through your mind. Mm. Yeah, but it's it, again. I, I remember sort of coming out of the out, out of the fog of the first few days and weeks and the first few months. I just loved it. I loved it as I'm sure you did. Um, but what's one of your sort of earliest memories of that of that time back in 2018? We realised pretty soon after Osley was born that she had silent reflux. Oh. Yes, uh, she threw up on the odd occasion, and she was showing showing all the signs of silent reflux, like discomfort. She, she wasn't lying flat, so we switched to SMA anti reflux, and it worked instantly. She'd go straight to sleep. We've also tried uh, anti-colic bottles and gripe water and Gaviscon for infants. We were advised that, um, but um, the SMA anti-reflux we had that until the day she stopped having um formula so what yeah because we were very lucky logan didn't have any reflux but i know my mate pete his daughter had it really bad and it was very upsetting for him but i never i never really understood what it was so what what is it so it's like if we get indigestion uh if if we if we bring up some food you know, if you, food comes up and you think you're going to be sick, but you just you just swallow it again and you stop yourself being sick. Silent reflux is they can't be sick, oh. so it just comes up and it wants to come out. But silent reflux, they can't. So you imagine you get indigestion and you you, you get a bit of food come up or or, or a bit of liquid, uh, and instead of spitting it out, or it coming back in your mouth and you swallowing again. This is horrible to talk about. Um, it just kind of sits there. On the throat, oh. on the top of the chest, and imagine—I okay. mean, that's when we're like, as an adult, you're like, "Oh, where's the, where's the Gavis gone? Advance, you know, we're going to sort it out and go back to bed or whatever." But for for a child, you know, a, a newborn, just having that, you can imagine the uncomfortableness, and they can't tell you that that's the case. They can't tell you that's what's wrong. Oh, mate, well, thank you. I had no idea what that was, but I remember Pete. Yeah, I remember his daughter was in such pain; it was really distressing. But I'd, I'd completely forgotten about the whole burping thing because you do you do have to do that, obviously. Um, I had to ask my neighbour Nikki how to win my daughter the next day after we got home. I think it was the same day. Like, what do I do? How do I? What, what? And she said, I'll just hold her up there and just pat her. And I'm like, it just feels wrong because I, I, she was so tiny, six fifteen, um, really tiny baby. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know where my hands should be. What I should be tapping? Am I tapping too hard? Am I am I not tapping hard enough? It's it's a lot to to grasp. But you see the midwife, so that all the health visitor, when when they come round, because these first few weeks and months, the health visitor will come and they'll they'll be assessing you and they'll be assessing the baby, and they'll be looking at their weight and they they strip them naked and and part of that is to, to check, you know, that physically they're okay and they're also sort of checking your mental health or mum's mental health and the state of the place. And I remember our midwife, she she sort of said um, that sometimes she goes to a house and it's spotless, and that's actually a sign that something might not be right. Mm. interestingly enough so they're looking at just at the environment that you're in and what's going on but you see how they handle the baby and if you've got any concerns that you're tapping your baby a little bit too hard 
just wait until you see the Hellfister or the Midwife burp them or or turn them around or throw them all over the place. They're pretty resilient. I mean, obviously, you've got to be very careful with babies and don't shake them and stuff like that. But when it comes to burping, you can give it a little bit of force if you need to. Yeah. They really need that burping. And I remember Lauren was a lot better at that than I was. Yeah. And I would, I'd think I'd done it and I'd put Logan down and then he'd be crying. And then she'd literally just go in, burp him, massive burp, put him down asleep. So the burping is super important. Yeah, and you know when you've done it. You 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 think you're there and you think, oh, I have done it. Have I done it? But no, you know when you've done it. It's so obvious. And um, I remember being very unsure. And I'd be there. It would seem ages, indefinitely. Sometimes I'm thinking this isn't right. I've not done it, but it's well worth the wait. You have got to hold out. You have got to be patient. That's mm. that's one thing that uh, um, is really important. Uh, an early stage like this is patience mate that is so so true one thing i was going to ask you um seeing as we're talking about those early few months swaddling Mm. what do you remember about swaddling well we never swaddled so okay. it wasn't a thing because of the the reflux. We we, we tried we tried to swaddle her, um, but um, she was so fidgety and irritable, um, suffered a lot of discomfort. It, it never worked, and she was kind of was like suffocating herself. Really, um, do you want to explain what swaddling is? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I just sort of jumped into that, assuming everyone knows. So swaddling is when you you wrap the baby up when they sleep. Um, it's it's an ancient kind of uh, technique and tradition um, and it supposedly helps them um, uh, sleep better because babies have this thing called a startle reflex and it's when they get they, they're sleeping and they get scared and you see them both their arms just fly up above their head and it wakes them up um, and it you know can cause them to cry and then they don't sleep as well so swaddling the idea is you wrap them up like a burrito um, and you have their arms down by the side um, there are risks. Um, so some people think it can lead to a SIDS, which is the um, sudden infant death syndrome. Um, I think it used to be called cot death. Um, but apparently that's more down to the wrong technique and maybe putting them on their front or, or too thick a material. But I think, you know, all those things kind of made us, uh, you know, very conscious of it. So we actually got, instead of trying to swaddle just using a blanket, we bought um, grow swaddles from the grow company. We've talked about the grow company before. Again, they're an amazing company with some great products. And we bought these little grow swaddles and we tried those and they, the feet sort of go in and they're ready made and you just wrap the, sw- but it didn't really work for us because he'd just wriggle out of them. Mm. Um, so that was a bit of a disaster. So then we moved to the grow bag, which is like a little sleeping bag and you just pop them in and then zip it up and mate, they were amazing. They were absolutely amazing. So the little ones, their arms go in the bag. And then when they get a bit bigger, the arms come out. And that means they can then move on the front. Because I should say here, you shouldn't swaddle your baby as soon as they start to sort of roll roll over and sleep on their front or side. You, you need to stop. So recommendation here, and you mentioned this, babycenter.co.uk yeah. is a really good resource for, for mm-hmm. things like this because it's got tips and videos on how to swaddle. But you know, before you do this, make sure you do know what you're doing because it can... It can be dangerous. There are risks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that that worked for you. Yeah, it really worked for us. He loved it, and he still sleeps in a sleeping bag to this day. Yeah, yeah, um, we have a sleeping bag right now. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's so, and he's obviously they get they get bigger and bigger, but it's just it's just so easy. You just whack him in a sleeping bag, 
and away he goes. But um, there was another there there was another risk, and you I'd never heard of this, but you you mentioned it to me before. It's a thing called hip dysplasia. Yes, and that's one of the risks with getting the swaddling wrong. Mm-hmm. But you and you knew about it with another thing, didn't you? Yeah, we knew about hip dysplasia from uh, the baby sling or harness, as it's called. Uh, we I bought one in Aldi, um, and it's a typical thing that you, you like a like a rucksack really, um, but a back to front one. So you put this kind of rucksack on, and you you clip your child on the front so it like clings to the front of your chest so you can walk around the house i was doing it a couple of days after osley was born and it was it was brilliant because she was um she was having a snooze and it, it meant i could she was on my front i'm carrying her around the house I mean, i could get on with things i could do a bit of housework or, or tidy some things up or pick a book off the shelf you know without having the baby on my lap um and uh but 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 uh, the stress is about the frog leg position. That's that's the query, and that's the worry, which is also known as hip dysplasia, because the growth of their hips, you see, the legs need to be in the formation of the letter M, if you see, where basically the thighs should be higher than the bum, and the knees bent, arm stretch, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> uh, but so, but uh, I've got to be honest, hipdysplasia.org, that's H-I-P-D-Y-S-P-L-A-S-I-A.org, is a brilliant website that explains everything. The one we got from Aldi, uh, I think it was the brand was called Mom, Mom, Mamia, uh, which is where they do a lot of great things. Like we get the the, um, the baby wipes, which are Mamia, and they're brilliant as well. But with the Marmia Audi baby sling, Ottilie's legs were pretty much straight down. So when I'm standing up, if she's in the strap, her legs were straight down. And that's what you don't want. They need to be in the frog leg position. So I was in um, Tesco's a few days later and I saw uh, it wasn't a clip on one. Like the one I got had clips like you get on a plane when you strap your your, 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 you know, your belt on or in a car. It was just like a throw, really, that was just over this woman's uh, shoulders. And it just looked like a piece of cloth. Uh, and I, I remember going up and excuse me, where did you get that? And she said, oh, I just, just Googled it. It was on uh, on Amazon uh, called Cuddlebugs, cuddlebug.com. Um, and we got one very cheap and they're amazing. And that, that gave us the formation we wanted. That is very interesting. Yeah, I hip displacer i've never i've never even heard of it mate um even till now so that's wow. really useful yeah. and we used we used the cloth one to begin with so um uh, we got one second hand actually um from a friend of ours and it was called a close caboo hmm. um i think we're going to put a, we're going to put a page aren't we up on the website because there's so many useful links and things that we keep mentioning so we're going to put a useful links page up hmm. so maybe we'll put all these cuddle bugs and hipdisplacia.org and stuff like that but ours was a close caboo and yeah you just it started off this massive bit of material and then you sort of put the baby in it and you wrapped it round and and then you had it and it was really nice to begin with i think for us Logan was quite heavy and he was quite a big baby. So it became a little bit um, difficult quite quickly with that one. Yeah. Um, it was lovely. And it was also a bit of a faff. I don't know if you found that, but I remember sort of, I'm not very good with stuff like that. So I was trying to watch videos and remind myself how to do it properly. But um, you're a lot better with your hands. So uh, <laughs> sure you were fine. No, uh, uh, Danny was much better than I was. It, I, I mean, 
goodness me, it's quite a faff, like you say, and trying to get the, like putting a, in one of those impossible puzzles together, I, I, I struggled. Every time I used it on me, I'd have to get Danny to, can you can you put it on me, please? I just want to be extra safe and extra sure that uh, Ottilie's not going to fall out. Yeah. And that that was it. I think he was, yeah, because he started like the leg would, a leg would, I'd take him out and a leg would pop out halfway through the walk and then an arm would pop out. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to get home and like, <laughs> I'm going to get home and the carry will be there. And I'll be like, where's, where's Logan? <laughs> Um, but no, they're very recommended and they're lovely. Like you say, you can just pop them on your chest and, and we then got kind of maybe a similar thing to you. We got this one called an Infantino. <laughs> that sounds very glamorous. Infantino flip advanced four in one, oh. um, again from Amazon. It wasn't very expensive and it was great. And it sort of, that changed over time. So you started off with it on your front with the baby quite low. Then you could have the baby a bit higher on the front and then you could move it to the back. I'm not sure what the fourth one is. I mean, it brands itself as a four-in-one, but I'm just trying to think. Yeah, no idea. No idea. I think it was just marketing. But yeah, three positions. And and so supposedly it would last a bit longer. So that was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to say all of these things that we're talking about, you can easily get on the Facebook selling page. Yeah. I know my sister-in-law, because I, I don't know, I was a bit of a stickler for wanted brand new everything. Um Whereas like my sister and all, like, oh, I've just got this. It's only been used like once, and I got it for like you know a third of the price on on Facebook, which would always annoy me because. Uh, but, but she got exactly the same stuff, same brands that we'd recommend, but um, used a couple of times, but much cheaper. So look out on there. I've just um, funnily enough, I just bought something off eBay this week. So um, I've got a mountain bike, and we want to take Logan out on on the bike, and you, there's a thing called a a wee ride mm-hmm. w-e-e-r-i-d-e which has come highly recommended and it kind of clips onto in front of you your saddle and the baby can sit on the front of the bike very comfortably and be safe and and again i looked i looked for it new and and it was quite expensive so i just went on ebay and um and and yeah got one second hand there you go brilliant bargain really good, and, and and just the no need to kind of go out and, and pay full price no absolutely Although i'm sure i'm sure we ride a furious that I've, I've now said that so yeah. probably not going to get sponsorship from them there awkward talking about stuff to buy i'm very excited lloyd because we've got a jingle oh yes let's hear it this is the stuff to buy jingle we're recommending lots of stuff to buy Mate, what do you think about the jingle? Goosebumps. That's all about the jingle, mate. So we're gonna um, we're gonna every week we'll do a little stuff to buy section, and we're gonna pick one thing each, and it doesn't have to be in the, in the timeline, but we're gonna just pick one thing that we've purchased over the last couple of years that we've really loved. Um, so Lloyd, what is your stuff to buy recommendation this week? Chico pocket snack high chair. I have no idea what you just said. Thank you. Basically, it's a little bit of plastic that is flat pack. It, it, it's an, a type of thing you'd see in Ikea, but it, it's flat pack and you just click a few buttons and it opens out to a portable plastic high chair. Um, so it would strap to any chair. So it would you could get your normal chair at your dining table and just put it on top of it. So your child would then sit in this little high chair. It uh, secures them. It's got a little tray table so their, their food can go on there. But it also has these straps. So it straps under the normal chair and around the back of the normal chair so they can't fall off of it. But it gets so flat pack 
it's incredible. So it's perfect for holidays, trips out. Um, I took Danny and Ottilie. They joined me on a cruise. Uh, Ottilie was 11 months and we went to Norway on a cruise. And we took it with us. It fitted in our suitcase very easily. And whenever we went for breakfast, lunch or dinner, we'd dig it out. I'd go into the restaurant five minutes before Danny would join me with Ottilie. I'd get a table. I'd pick a chair. I'd set it up, open it up. I'd strap it around the back and strap it all in put a couple of bits of food on the little tray table. Danny would come in a couple of minutes later with Ottilie, put her in, slit her straight in and strap her in and she'd start munching away. And it's brilliant. It really is. That sounds awesome. What was it called again, please? Chico Pocket Snack High Chair. Very good. And how how old was Ottilie? So how much usage did you get out of it? So how old was she when you had to stop using that? Well, we, we stopped using it... Um, I would say, so the start of this year, um, so we're in lockdown now. Um, so yeah, January time, I, I went to Ikea and I just got a, 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 a bigger high chair, a proper, I actually got one of the high chairs that is so commonly seen in restaurants, a typical plastic one, like four good sized legs and a nice sturdy little seat. It's very comfortable. It's got an inflatable thing that goes around the back and um that kind of replaced it and then she was kind of on level with us at the dining table mate we've got that we've got the same ikea high chair and you know what we've got friends um who've got um a slightly older boy than logan yeah and they went and they bought the most expensive high chair they could find um and it was just useless and i remember them saying to us do you know what don't waste your money yeah go to ikea and get the 10 pound plastic high chair and as you say there's all the pubs and restaurants have these ones we've got that and it has been amazing it's been incredible um i mean he didn't the 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 inflatable thing sadly he grew out of that quite quickly but yeah it's been so sturdy you can take it apart so you can put it in the dishwasher or give it a clean um there you go that's my our stuff to buy I'll, i'll jump on that because that IKEA ten pound high chair is just so brilliant. I wouldn't even bother with anything else. No, and the great thing as a parent is when you you start to go to restaurants and cafes when your child's born, you'll realise what what kind of high chairs there are out there. There's so many different types, and I I could see easily which ones Ottilie would like, what she'd prefer, what she seemed happier in. So it's kind of a nice little rehearsal for you. Yeah. There we go. That's our stuff to buy. There you go. Shall I play the, I play the jingle again? To Let's out? do it just once more. We have recommended stuff to buy. So the other thing we um the other thing we we did ask in in season one was for questions and and, and admittedly we didn't think we were going to get any but we have had a question Lloyd we have already had a few luckily um so this is from a guy he's his wife's pregnant um and it's still quite early they've they're still in the first trimester and he has asked Lloyd. Um, and, and let's see if this was uh, your experience. He said, uh, my wife has been really tired um, in the first trimester. Is that what it's like the whole time? <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm not going to name him just in case I get him in trouble. Is the wife going to be like this the whole time? Jesus. Well, it was noticeable that Danny was more tired than usual because the hormones are all over the place and you're carrying a lot of weight in some cases. And everything's changing do you remember the organs are changing the liver the kidneys the heart the placenta it's all moving all over the place and that must do something to you so 
it's quite understandable if if your uh, wife or partner is tired and i i just would generally accept that as normal i would be as as comforting as i could and um make lots of tea breakfast in bed all that rigmarole uh, what about you mate yeah and well because the, the, we looked into it because lauren was shattered absolutely shattered for that first trimester um, but then afterwards, she she got her energy back, and so for the second and third trimester, she was brilliant. And and what it is is that actually in that first twelve weeks, the 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 body is growing the system, if you will, so that it's having to grow the placenta and grow that whole growth system to to carry on growing the baby. So that's why you're so tired because you're growing that and you're growing the baby. And then after twelve weeks, that system has been built, and it that then carries on doing the work growing the baby so then you're only growing the one thing Mm -hmm. so that's why why they're so tired so you know to the listener it probably will get better but maybe not i mean who knows everyone's different but for us certainly there was a massive change after that first 12 weeks bang the energy came back sickness went and, and she really enjoyed it after that Good, good, good. Well, we hope that answers your question, uh, listener. Thank you for bringing that in. And this is a new thing this season. We're going to do this every episode, and we're calling it Cliché Corner. Okay. (laughs) But basically, we bring up a cliché, a typical phrase, statement that's generally said uh, during the birth process. But is it true or not? And we discuss. And what's tonight's one, Johnny Boy? So it's a very quick statement. You're going to be tired. No. <laughs> I would say no. What about you? I, I Do you know what? I'm going to kind of agree with you. I think everyone says, you're going to be tired. You're going to be tired. You're going to be tired. And I would say, actually, yeah, yeah, of course you are. You're going to be a bit more tired. Firstly, I mean, we've said this, the first few days, you're just shattered because you probably haven't slept a lot and you haven't eaten properly. But actually, once we got into it, I was fine. Um, I don't remember it being awful. Maybe I just got used to it. What do you think? I- yeah. No, exactly the same. Um, and I don't know if we were just lucky there or whether it's not like that for everyone. But definitely the first few days, like you just said, very tired. But then I know in my case, I was very kind of felt jet lag still. I, I like 48 hours, I hadn't slept. And so that took some catching up to do. But generally, no, didn't feel tired. I don't look back and think, oh my goodness me, I was just exhausted all the time. And um, so, uh, no, not for me. I think the, the, the reason why, you know, it's a, yes, it's a cliche. The reason why we're discussing that is because it can fill you with a bit of dread, can't it? When everyone's telling you, oh, you're going to be tired. Oh, you're going to be tired. It's like, Oh, well, are you stopping me from you know getting ready to enjoy this? Because all I'm thinking about is going to how shattered I'm going to be. Yeah. But like you said earlier, actually, when you become a parent, everything changes. So suddenly you don't. I mean, beforehand, if you just said to me you're going to set an alarm at two o'clock in the morning and get up and go and feed a baby, I'd have gone, oh my goodness, no, thank you. But actually, when you when you're there and you're dad and it's your child, you just don't care. You don't care. You just adapt and go with the flow. And you go to yeah, and you go to bed a bit earlier. You yeah. catch a nap at the you know if you can at the weekends when they're napping, and you do what you need to be done. And I think I had such a spring in my step because it's such an enjoyable experience. So 
don't dread being tired. That's what no. we're trying to say. Yeah, and that worried me so much. It would play on my mind more than anything, if I'm honest. You're going to be tired. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm ready for this. And I never was tired. You Literally, you just adapt. And it's like lockdown has been a great example of that. We've all just had to adapt to everything. We've got had to adapt to staying at home, working from home, losing our jobs, um, not going out, um, social distancing. It's it's You just adapt to life as it is at the time. Yeah. we Humans don't like change, but we're very good at change. Very good. Very good. We've discussed a lot tonight, mate. So what's, what's coming up in our next episode? We have discussed it. Mate, it's been really enjoyable. I'm so glad to be back. Um, but but we've got so much we want to talk about in this season. And like I said, we've got guests coming on. But our next chat, we're going to talk about pets, which is something very close to our heart. We're both animal lovers, but they bring their challenges. Um, and we're also going to talk about moral clashes with your partner. I'm really looking forward to that one. Do you want to give us a little bit of a hint about what might come in that one? No. <laughs> in case she's listening in case she's only tuning in <laughs> no because there are things that you clash with dummies was one for us tvs t- how much tv viewing there's, there's there's certain things that you know so it's a bit like when you meet someone and you it starts getting serious and then you have your first christmas together yes and you go hang on well no that's that's the tradition no 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 that's the tradition yeah. no uh, and, and a baby's similar thing. So it's talking about getting on the same wavelength as your partner and discussing these moral things before the baby arrives. Yeah, and it's um, all about teamwork as well. You've got to work as a team. You can't be stubborn and, and think, well, this is how I think and this is how it's going to be. You have to work it out, really. There you go. You have to work it out. Absolutely. And Lloyd, let's give the fans what they really want. What's the contact information, please, mate? Well, everything can be discovered, found and clicked on our brand new website, poddytrainingpodcast.com. On there, you've got all the links to our social media platforms, as well as all the podcasts out there. You can listen now for free, but you know that already because you're already listening. Before we go, we've got some thank yous tonight. Thank you to Pat Marsh at BBC Radio Kent, Sarah Gorell, BBC Radio Surrey and Sussex, Alan Newman at BBC Radio Solent for their love and support this week for interviewing us on air and getting the word known. Indeed, indeed. And thank you guys as well, because I know that we've had some really lovely reviews left and some um, some comments and people are sharing it. And we really appreciate that. We want to get the word out there. We know that lots of dads are listening, but also lots of mums are listening as well. So if you know anyone that's about to become a mum or dad, so we've got a rebrand, mate. We're supposed to be potty training the podcast for dads. But um, yeah, obviously primarily dads. Um, but yeah, keep sharing it, keep liking it and keep supporting us. And um, Lloyd, I will see you next time, sir. Thank you very much. Good to be back, mate. Take it easy.